I have a feeling that Jesse Pinkman didn't struggle to act like he was high this whole episode. On this episode of The Pour Over, Dylan and Joe discuss genre, the next episode of Westworld Season 3. Dolores vs. Serac, whose world is it going to be? Let's pour it all over. What's up, listeners? Thanks for tuning in to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Joe. And Dill. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain TV show, um, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very things so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. This week, we'll be talking about the genre trip of an episode of Westworld Season 3, genre, in a little bit. But first, let's catch up with the Pour Over Boys. What's up, man? Hey, hey. It's good, it's good. Glad it's to be here talking. Been a little a short break-ish. Uh, yeah. I think you know. we deserve that in Corona times. True, true. Yeah, no it's good. be crazy. Yeah, so this is a nice good, little man. like reprieve though. You know, watch Westworld, talk about it. Like it's it's, it's nice. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to you know give y'all some time to catch up yeah, to right. the episodes that y'all have missed out. Yes, on our pod. Yeah, we're just doing a public service over here. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been do- I've been doing pretty good overall too. Just you know, likewise, uh, can't complain in Rona times. I think as long as everyone's healthy, then you know I, th- I think we'll keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, uh, what have you been brewing lately? Yeah, um, so I actually don't really remember what we talked about last time in regard <laughs> to coffee, but. Mm. So I, I probably mentioned that I ordered the Oak Cliff Aficionar number 10, I think. Okay. I feel like I mentioned it last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we were saying I was going to send you some too. So yeah. Uh, so basically, I've I, I just been drinking the Oak Cliffs. Um, so Oak Cliff Aficionar number 10, and then also was the Buena Vista um, as well. So mm-hmm. uh, just about finished with both of those, the, the amount that I had left, but... Yeah, nice. I, I've been enjoying it. And also uh, recently um, I sent you a, a video from James Hoffman where he, mm-hmm. he, he just released it, I think, this week talking about like milk drinks at home without like an espresso machine. Yes. And so I, I tried that yesterday. We're basically okay. like you, you're trying to make a really concentrated cup of coffee using either like an AeroPress or a mocha pot. I use the AeroPress. Mm-hmm. And then you can use, I, I use a French press to try to foam some almond milk that I have. Oh, okay. Um, actually, it turned out pretty good, like better okay. than I expected. Um, nice. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Just trying something different, you know? Mm-hmm. So just Chemex every day, which I've been doing every day for I don't know how long now. Mm-hmm. But I think during these times, it's, it's good to mix it up sometimes. Yeah. I wonder if you can do something with the siphon brewer with that oh does that i can't remember if that one was a very thick i don't know i think it's pretty clean i think it uses a cloth filter maybe okay so that's true i i should brew with the siphon i don't even know why i've been at home for so long yeah i I don't (laughs) know why i didn't or i haven't that's Mm. maybe i'll do that this week yeah i saw that video too and uh maybe want to get a mocha pot Mm. oh yeah i know you've thought about it before Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, cool. what have you been drinking? Well, uh so this is kind of embarrassing. Um <laughs> I've been talking about this Brazilian rose from Numa Coffee for the for the past uh like two or three shows. Yeah. Uh I ordered two bags from Numa. One was a Brazilian rose, the other one was the Kenya. 
Uh, and the truth is, is that I've been drinking the Kenya the whole time. Oh, no. <laughs> you played yourself. I played myself. Uh, well, um, I think that's just a kind of lead into the coffee thoughts is like is like um coffee is like the taste you can read mm-hmm. not the taste that you taste oh tell me more tell me more um yeah i thought i was drinking like berries i thought i was drinking like yeah. caramelly flavor yeah because those are all the taste notes on the brazil <laughs> <laughs> but um let me just look at the taste notes of the kenya i want to make sure i'm not that far yeah off. maybe maybe they're similar you know mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to say and also, I think the way that people write the taste notes, like, is really, I think they're more ambiguous. And they're like, oh, it's kind of sweet, kind of fruity, mm-hmm. but then they assign a specific, like, fruit or something fruit to, to it, it, which yeah. they taste. But in general, it's like, oh, sweetness or, like, mm-hmm. nuttiness. But they just make yeah. it more specific. Right. So uh, that's interesting because on the Brazil, it's, I think I got it flipped. The Brazil okay. is slightly fruity nutty smooth finish and i'm drinking the kenya right now mm-hmm. and i think actually it does check out with the caramel okay. I think, i've been saying that for a while it's got that caramel sweet yeah syrupy flavor but um when i was drinking the brazil or when i was drinking the kenya i was thinking about the brazil i was like man this tastes kind of like like berries or something mm-hmm. so that's why i was like oh maybe it's pulling from the slightly fruity yeah. So, um, I guess I wasn't that far off. But good, good. Yeah. So, I guess I, I guess that makes me, makes me feel a little bit better. But <laughs> I was like, dang, I, I like I like tricked myself. Yeah. I'm not a true I'm not a true coffee aficionado. Oh, placebo effects or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's funny because um, I, I I sent you some of that Oak Cliff Buena Vista. Mm-hmm. But I also like I kept some for myself, but I sent it to you in the Oak Cliff bag. Yeah. So I put mine, what I kept, I put it in a different Oak Cliff bag that I have. Oh, I, it's from okay. Ethiopia. I mean, the coffee's gone, but I still have the bag. And so, yeah. like sometimes, like over the past week or two, when I've been brewing, I'll just look at the bag and be like, "Oh, Ethiopia." I'll start reading it, and then be like, "Wait a second, this is not the bean <laughs> that's in there," because I sent that yeah. bag to Joe. Dang. So yeah, it's, you trick yourself out with that sometimes. Yo, it's kind of like Westworld. Like mm. when when we see Charlotte, it's not really Charlotte; it's Ooh. Dolores. Ooh. So oh, you know that that kind of perception is interfering with the reality. Yeah, yeah, reality is a lie, man. <laughs> uh, another thing, just to kind of um, show you, I got my congratulations cup here. Nice. That I've been drinking the Kenya out of because I want to say congratulations, man. <laughs> to graduate thank you thank you yes very close at the time of this recording i think two weeks so it's coming up mm-hmm. um yeah i was just my, my school's doing an online commencement so oh wow yeah we i was just kind of f- filling in my info for that you know how you would normally do like you gotta put the pronunciation of your name so you don't right. say it wrong right now i had to send that in for the online commencement so is it gonna be like you like showing your face like on a 500 person so. zoom call and being like <laughs> <laughs> that's what like, i i wasn't sure Louis. yeah because they they had sent an email a couple of weeks ago saying that they're going to do it online but then they didn't give any details they're just like it's happening more info to come and so i was very curious um okay. yeah so i don't think any of us as students will be actively on the screen 
Mm-hmm. So they'll just kind of read it off. I, I mean, I don't even know if it'll be live. To be yeah. honest, um, they might pre-record like, it. Yeah, okay. yeah, just for the sake of quality. I'm not sure, but mm. yeah. Either way, you know, graduating, whether I'm walking or not, still get the piece of paper in the mail. So it's all mm-hmm. good. Oh, that's good. It's good. Yeah. Um. Well, you do have a little gift, graduation gift coming in the mail. Ooh. Um. I'll just say, uh, speaking of James Hoffman, uh, you, you might get a little surprise from him. Hey, cool. Okay. Looking forward mm-hmm. to it. We'll really yeah. talk about it on the show. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, in the meantime, yeah. we got Westworld episode to get into, though. Yes, sir. So let's uh, get into it. Like Joe was saying at the beginning, we're talking about genre. And so just a quick little recap and so in this episode, Sirach, he lets us into his world and shows us his past. In the beginning, we discover that Sirach didn't build this omnipresent being overnight. Um, he worked with his brother um, to build Rehoboam for Liam Dempsey Sr., who really only intended to use Rehoboam to predict the stock market, make a bunch of money, just be more rich than he already was. Mm-hmm. But Sirach and John um, had bigger plans for it. Um, and they use Yadabytes. I guess that's the thing. I, that's what they I, said. I, I know. The they said in the show. Like, I'm like, okay, okay, sure. Why not? Yeah, you know the future. Uh, yeah. Uh, they use Yadabytes of data and many iterations of the supercomputer to create a better world. The two were finally successful, but not without finding about John's unfitness with the computer's perfect path. So... And then in the past, sometime in an isolated location, Dempsey discovers that Sirach has been imprisoning his brother and all these other people that are deemed unsuitable for humanity's progress. Mm-hmm. And Dempsey's death is staged as a plane crash by Sirach, who kills him right then and there. And meanwhile, Dolores and Caleb are escorting Liam Jr. around and trying mm. to get access to Reboam. In an attempt to run away, Liam injects the drug genre into Caleb's neck, which sends Caleb on a genre-bending trip. Sirach's men are tailing Dolores and are attempting to capture her. While Dolores tries to fend off Sirach's men, Caleb goes from film noir to romance to horror. We get one of the biggest chase scenes from the series, while Ride of the Valkyries plays in the background. The crew eventually runs into Ash and Giggles, who join in on the fun. Then Bernard continues with Martin, who takes him to Insight in order to send the records on Sirach to Dolores. Stubbs comes back, apparently, just Woo. out of nowhere, um, to protect Bernard, but the two are interrupted by Sirach's men, who come to kill them all. And Martin tells Bernard and Stubbs to investigate Sirach's secret facility, um, saying to Bernard, you're the only one we can't replace, before Ooh. sacrificing himself to blow up all of Sirach's henchmen, including Martel, R.I.P., you R. weren't Palm. even in the show. <laughs> two episodes yeah and then on a train ride Dolores unleashes all the predictive data Rehoboam has stored up on the train riders mayhem ensues as people break from the cycles that Rehoboam has set for them the gang leaves the train station and Dolores releases the profiles for everyone in the world actually mm. now with Martin gone and Strock's information stolen Del- Dolores finds no more use for Liam Caleb appears conflicted about his role in all of this as Liam rants about the lower class and those who are useless in the world. Angered by the data from Reboam, Ash fatally shoots Liam in the chest and Liam falls on the beach, bleeding to death. Liam says to Caleb that he's the worst of them and mumbles about his past as he dies, repeating, you did it, you did it. Mm. Meanwhile, Caleb tries to pry out what Liam is saying and he has strange visions of his own past. 
Then afterward, Dolores and Caleb, they finally make it to airfield and prepare to board an airplane. Dolores finally speaks directly to Sirach, and she tells him that your God can't protect you or your people. Sirach vows to change the flaws of humankind, but Dolores departs from him, successfully waking up the entire world to Rehoboam's data. Before Ooh. departing, a Rico user drops off a suspicious bag to Caleb, and they bring it with them. So that mm. is genre. What genre is this, man? Yeah, dude. Crazy. Yeah, so what did you think about this episode? Um, yeah, so I know we talked uh, last week about genre being potentially that kind of entering the Kane no Mai mm. kind of level and, you know, kind of worried that this could be one of those episodes where a lot of people really like it. Or, you know, like that was, that was the last one, but we were worried it would continue. Yeah. And I feel like with this one, it kind of did for me. Mm. Uh, it just felt kind of gimmicky the way that they were going through the different genres. Yeah. yeah. I almost wish that they would have kind of not like titled the episode genre and then also did all this like genre stuff in the mm. middle because the meat, I think, was in the beginning and the end. Like that yeah. was really cool to see. Rehoboam's kind of development, Sirach's mm-hmm. kind of backstory, and then at the end where we start to see the data being released to everybody. Um, all the stuff in between interspliced with the genre stuff, I could I could care less for. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my take on it. What, what did you think about this episode? Yeah, I felt pretty similarly. Like, I, I actually made myself watch it twice because the first time I was like, I wasn't really into this. I mm-hmm. felt like the whole genre drug was underwhelming because like mm. they they kind of they, they they teased it in the previous episode they named mm-hmm. this episode genre like it's, true it seemed like it was supposed to be a really big deal mm-hmm. and then it was mostly just like different background music you know it was yeah it was surprisingly not um like as dangerous as, the, yeah. as, I, as I thought it would be like especially when giggles comes out he's like oh man yeah <laughs> Get ready for that last part. Yeah, yeah. And like the last part comes, they just play the shining like song, the da 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 da. And the the only and the thing that happens is like Liam dies, but that's not really part of the drug. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like what happens in reality. So yeah. it didn't really feel like a horrific ending with the drug. Yeah. In I general, I feel like I I almost wish they would have just leaned into even more like mm. even like the drug itself and I actually felt this a little bit about the car chase too where mm. I felt like they were just kind of underwhelming and like slow paced for what I was expecting oh so you wish it was like umbrella academy style like maybe campy. like if it's the future you know they're taking drugs they're only gonna be more crazy like i don't know because mm-hmm. i feel like you either have to be really in, like you have to invest all the way or just not do it because the way mm-hmm. they did it is, is probably more realistic maybe mm-hmm. but be, or they could have just used more like visual effects they they had a little bit like the black and white like in the beginning yeah. i was like okay cool okay i'm yeah, getting into cool. it and then the rest didn't really do much other than like mm-hmm. the one that was kind of like clubbing that kind of had like different colors a little bit. Yeah. But not, not a lot. So I, I don't know. And because the show already has a lot of background music, I think it yeah. wasn't distinct enough. Mm, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I do wish they kind of leaned into it a little bit more. Um, I think for those like hardcore movie lovers, there was a mm-hmm. lot of um, callbacks to sure, movies. Of like, 
The Shining, Casablanca, I think was another one of them. Um, uh, the movie that has um, the Rise of the Valkyries, mm-hmm. that's from a specific, I think it's a Christopher Nolan movie. I can't really remember what the, it was referencing, but there were a lot of like fan service stuff. That's true, that's true. Yeah, so if you're familiar with all the different genres, then yeah, it'd be classic, I guess. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just it, it's a cool idea. Like I think a lot of the things that happened in this episode like sound really good on paper, but mm-hmm. the way they were presented didn't have the impact I think that it was probably desired to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and like I already kind of said, like that whole car chase thing. I think it could have been even cooler, but it just it. it it felt really slow to me mm. when I was watching it. I feel like not a lot was really happening. I feel like the car wasn't even going that fast. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and, and that's, then that's like a... when, when they got out and they were doing like the, the gunfight and stuff, I was like Do- Dolores and Caleb were literally shielding the car. Like they're standing in front of the car and just shooting. <laughs> yeah. And then like the other true. people just missed completely. There was no like sense of um, danger. I think, yeah, and and that kind of worked against them, especially when it comes to action scenes. You want to get a, you want to feel like there's some kind of danger in the hero dying or something. Yeah. Also, I think the most interesting parts, and now we're kind of digging into sim- cinematography and all that. But the most interesting parts of that fight scene slash like the shootout was when there wasn't slow motion, when it mm. was just them kind of going like, yeah, like yeah. that was like the most exciting part of it all the slow motion all the dramatic music and stuff mm-hmm. kind of bored me yeah yeah so i just feel like it, it didn't it, i doubt it delivered in the way that they wanted it to mm-hmm. but then we see a couple of your your char- favorite characters coming back ash and giggles yeah mm-hmm. how do you yeah. what, what would you think about that uh, they were yeah, definitely one of the bright spots for me yeah. in this episode. I really liked how they come in. They have their own theme music yeah, at this point, yeah, you know, uh, which is which is tight. It's um it's cool to see uh, Lena Waithe again. I mean, mm-hmm. I really like her as an actor, and seeing her take on this role is is really really cool. Especially the end where she basically just like i'm gonna do what i want and she yeah. like kills liam i'm like dang like that's that's hardcore yeah um so yeah i appreciate that and um yeah like i i wish they would include them more yeah i agree i think there's just this whole that they just have these side characters and just don't use them like that her killing liam will probably be the most impact she'll have like on the show will be my guess because mm. they just kind of come in and leave within the same episode like all the time yeah, so that's same, true. They like, didn't get on the plane. Yeah, yeah. Especially true with like Martel. Like, dang, oh, man. She, she barely had so like, a handful of lines. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, why, why bring these people in just for basic like cameos? You know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll find out she's a host or something, and she'll mm. come back. Maybe I think I I would prefer that. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, let's talk about Sorak and John then, kind of yeah. taking it back to the beginning of the episode. Um, what did you think about learning about Sorak and learning about Rehoboam? I think it, it is good info just because Rehoboam's and Sorak too have just kind of been like looming in the background. I feel like the whole season, like they're there. We, we like know about them, but we don't really get to see them directly, I, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, but then this one is almost like 
the other end of the spectrum where we go all the way in where mm-hmm. i feel like Sorak has really just been that guy at the ending scenes he just kind of right. pops in says some like sinister stuff and disappears mm-hmm. now this whole episode we just get him uh narrating his life which i felt may, may be a little heavy-handed in, in mm-hmm. like just the the stark transition it's also weird because he was basically telling rehoboam about himself Mm, yeah he's like kind of talking about Rehoboam speaking to it yeah like a person which is which was kind of weird I I I read online someone described it as like Ciroc's love letter to Rehoboam that he was reading out (laughs) I was like okay I I get that vibe yeah Um, so I I think it's helpful to get the information um yeah but I don't know. I feel like Man. it could have done a little better, but overall it's fine. Like, I think we needed it. Like we need to mm-hmm. know some of the background. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's good to see how it all kind of came about. Yeah. Do you feel like this episode solidified Sorak as being an actual person in the series mm-hmm. and not like a manifestation of Roboam? Oh yeah. I mean, I think it's still possible that that could happen. That like Sorak was a person, I I, I believe that, but like, mm-hmm. is he still alive? You know, mm-hmm. um, or is Rehoboam using him as a projection now just to represent itself? Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that still happening, but mm-hmm. at least at some point in time, yeah. Um, but yeah, in general, though, I feel like it, it sort of humanized and just gave a background to yeah. Sorak. Like the whole yeah. storyline with his brother, like okay, I think that's that's very real, and then mm-hmm. like they already lost everyone that knew them when when their home was bombed, and now right. he he's losing his brother too. So mm-hmm. yeah, but then the whole thing with Liam Dempsey Senior, that was like a little extra. I feel like they didn't really need that, mm. so that was random. Yeah, I think they included it to like kind of speak to the evil of money and like yeah. just like how like kind of. Um, narrow-minded like these people who are in business are um Sorak is kind of like dreaming of like a better world while mm-hmm. like Liam Dempsey Sr. is just like oh can I make like five, 50 billion or something off this <laughs> or something um yeah I get like major god vibes from Sorak like major mm. like you said he they they really humanized him in this episode I think they almost deified him too in sure. a way because that. you know all the shots of him in the sky uh, kind of his omnipresence of like mm. sending his image all over the world. Um, he just talked about his love for Rehoboam. It's almost like Rehoboam's like a part of him, like mm. his his offspring, like God the Father, Jesus the Son kind of vibes. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like kind of crazy. Um, yeah. And like also, if you ever have you ever seen Death Note? No, I haven't. Watch the anime. Oh shoot, you gotta watch Death Note. I, I think if you watch Death Note, you'll get major crossover vibes like mm. with um Sorak and one of the characters in the um show called light okay um he's basically the the main character who finds this death note and just to kind of get a synopsis um the death notes like um like a notebook that whoever's name he writes in it mm-hmm. like just dies and he's trying to create like a better world mm. but he's also kind of like crazy at the same time yeah so i kind of see that with Sorak because Sorak is like trying to create a better world but he's like offing these people or sending them out to yeah. like this facility to keep them from being in the world. Yeah. So it is definitely really complicated. What is a pretty complicated way to explain how the world is functioning, but like, mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's an interesting take to, for like 
one, I, I agree with you, like, Shirok is kind of being portrayed as as the one in control. Like, I feel like Rehoboam almost is just, like, a tool, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. calculate is an algorithm. And then Shirok mm-hmm. can use Rehoboam to make decisions and influence outcomes. Yeah. Um, and then it's interesting True. that they classify the people, like, who is the most beneficial for society, who's not. And then they mm-hmm. send them out, like, in the army or, like, other things like that. Or Sirach mm. just experiments on them. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of like a dark mm. take on how society functions. Right, right. And how it can be manipulated and all yeah. that. We get um, Dolores's plan is starting to kind of play itself out. And that, mm-hmm. um, I'll be honest, I did not expect her to release all the data in this episode. I've, yeah, yeah it happened fast, huh? Yeah, it's it just kind of her like, plan from the beginning, went, and it's like, oh, okay, like that's mm-hmm. pretty major, and sort of almost like a season finale kind of move. True. Um, yeah, which it was almost casual in this one, just like oh, I was happening, but I, I, I like it more in that now they have to deal with the consequences. Like they actually mm-hmm. have to see what happens with that. True. True. Yeah. It's not going to be like the end of season one um, uh, where kind of the, the people in the park um, or the Ford is killed and it's just like mm-hmm. mayhem. And it's like, what's going to happen? But now it's like, Oh, like we could see how it unfolds. We could see what happens after this for the next five episodes. Yeah. So I, you know, respect to the writers for wanting to deal with it. Cause yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of times, like you're saying that stuff, like, we'll just pick it back up in episode one of season four, and they'll just explain mm-hmm. what happened versus show it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm interested, because I feel like that was the big thing we were moving toward. Yeah. I think they set it up that way on purpose, so now it's almost like a surprise. This is actually happening mid-season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess we'll get to see kind of what... Uh what Sirach was referring to when he was in the kind of desert area mm-hmm. about to kill Liam Dempsey, when he was like, uh, there are little white spaces, rare moments when randomness mm-hmm. interacts with your life that create a truly free space where you can make a choice, a bubble of agency. So it seems like now the, that little, um, white space is like huge and like everyone's kind of able to really do whatever mm-hmm. they want to do to make a free, free choice. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll see kind of what happens, um, you know, with, with that agency. Yeah. And I can, I can see where like Liam Dempsey Jr. and maybe Sorak a little bit, like kind of where they're coming from and that like, because uh, Liam, he's basically saying that people shouldn't, that there, I think he has a line where he says that there are things about people that they shouldn't know about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. What do you um, think about that yeah, philosophy? It's, it's really complicated. Like this, this is getting into this whole like moral, ethical kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. what, well, yeah. Assuming that this information is out there, like, should people have this? How will they respond to it? Because some of them, the, the ones that just kind of went crazy, turned to anarchy. I think Liam mm-hmm. is he. They affirm his suspicions, right, of just how mm-hmm. humanity is. He's like, oh, they're already mm-hmm. turning on each other. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know. It's, then like who has the power right like th- mm-hmm. someone has to be in control of that information yeah and i feel like that's also you can't trust just a small group of people to do that mm-hmm. so but i mean it's so complicated yeah yeah no I, I like that question i mean i don't know the answer to that question but i like that question because 
it's like it's building off of Westworld season one, mm. like talking about free will, like do we really have it? And then now it's like now that we do have it, we realize we have it, like is it good to to know that kind of like the outcomes of things and like getting to know your like profile or whatever on a, on a mm-hmm. more real level. I, I think I, I like how Westworld's kind of pivoting and not just building off of the same old thing. It's like kind of evolving mm. and the questions are becoming like, I guess more and more existential. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I am just curious. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those conundrums where the, there isn't a clear answer. You know, there's no obvious answer. It just kind of depends on your personal values and how you would want to approach something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, even just, just the scene on the train though, was just really sad in some ways, kind of yeah. just pointing out that how, how negatively some people's lives are going to end up, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, like Ash's life where we, we get hear about her brother or something like that, but apparently he's going to end he's gonna up going to be worse. Yeah. 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 And then there's even that, like the mother and the daughter where like the daughter's profile is like, you know, she might. Um, you know, kill herself or something, you know, at some points, like those mm-hmm. types of things. And then I, I don't know if it's me being, I don't know, like prideful or whatever, but it's like, oh, you know, that's that's just what the algorithm says. Like, you don't have to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we follow yeah. patterns is kind of the point. So, yeah. Know. And um, is knowing your pattern really going to change anything? Because yeah. like, you know, the idea of a self-fulfilling prophecy mm. is, like, if you tell someone, like, what they're going to be, um, sometimes that just makes it more possible. That that's, like, what's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, you know, the question is, is Ciroc's, um plan for humanity or is is better? Is that better or is mm. Dolores' plan for humanity better, you know? Or is the is the season going to be kind of like this question of like, is there a third option, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to be something to do with Bernard and his role in everything? Yeah. Because you know? Dolores did say that through Martin. You know, it's like, well, you have a role to play too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're the most important person. Like, we can't we can't do this without you. Yeah. I, I was reading a little bit online, just different what people thought and stuff you know and it one of the interesting points was just like obviously Dolores has a plan for Bernard Dolores wants Bernard to be there and just kind of like wondering like why what is that role I mean obviously we'll we'll get the show will get into it but it's like viewing potentially viewing Bernard as someone that can build this new world this new society Mm -hmm. because that's kind of what he did in Westworld right he kind of established things Dolores is here just to tear it down like to start anew Mm-hmm. to make the way for Bernard maybe. So, I mean, I I'm interested to yeah. see, yeah, because this whole time is just like why why would you bring Bernard back? Mm-hmm. But I think there's yeah, there's definitely something there. Right. Yeah, and, and like something she said in previous seasons is like we all have our role to play. Everyone has mm-hmm. their own path. Um so, you know, Dolores is you know, clearly she's got some plans. Um Maybe she's more benevolent than we think she is. She just herself, she doesn't have the capability Mm -hmm. to do those things, but she's put these people in place to to kind of to do those things in her absence, maybe. 
Yeah, and even just seeing how Martin kind of played out, like me wondering, well, this is part of Dolores' plan. Maybe she's going to sacrifice herself too, and that's why she needs mm-hmm. Bernard to be around. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I thought it's, it's I, I liked the little just really short interaction between Bernard, Stubbs, and Martin where they they basically tried to ask Martin to come with them and to kind of go off script from what Dolores was planning. It's like, mm. you, you, don't, you don't have to go, you know, you don't have to do this. And then I feel like Martin has like a half second where he thinks about it, but then he ultimately goes and then like blows himself up in his office. Mm. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, interesting. Because we, we had, I think, touched on in previous episodes, like when, when we realized all of these are Dolores, like will they yeah. all follow the plan or will they kind of go their own way? Oh, but, so you're saying Martin deviated a little bit. Uh, no, I'm saying Martin did not deviate. Oh, but like okay. Bernard gotcha. and Stubbs gave him the option to, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. But then mm-hmm. Martin chose not to, and so mm-hmm. I'm just like, so that all the Dolores clones are are all bought in on the ultimate Dolores plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting, interesting. What did you think about um, Caleb in this episode? Yeah, I mean Caleb he can't get away from them drugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, oh man yeah it's i i think now now that they just had the data drop like that's kind of their mic drop version in this episode the next yeah. thing is to really wonder what what is up with caleb's past and his memories because um, mm-hmm. i think because of, of this episode is making um it's calling into question like all his past experiences, like these things, yeah. him in in the army, he lost his friend, like all that stuff, which is shaping him to be the Caleb we know. Mm-hmm. Like might not be the full picture. Is not might the full not story. Really be him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then might not even be his memories. They might all be fake. I don't know. Right, um, right. Because we got that 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 clip of him on the hospital hospital bed with like this thing on his head like a headband that was almost like a memory erasing memory changing thing yeah Yeah. so like whatever liam saw about caleb like through Mm -hmm. through his all-seeing glasses like that's that's very interesting and and Mm -hmm. even when he was dying liam he's like you did it you did it and it's just i don't really know what that means you know Mm -hmm. like my i mean the Assuming it was just the info we have, I think it makes sense that Caleb was at that facility where Sirach's brother was or is. And like really? somehow, I, I think so oh, because. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because um, Sirach is talking to Liam Sr. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, isn't it better to have them here basically instead of just sending them out to die in like the army mm-hmm. in the war or whatever? And so he's instead trying oh. to experiment on them. And so I think. It's. I'm sure that will kind of tie together somehow, and that I mm-hmm. think Caleb was probably part of that, or like mm. he and something. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, that makes more sense now. You're making the linkage between Caleb's like rewriting of his mm-hmm. memories to the facility that Sorok, uh kind of introduced this episode. Yeah, and it it'd be interesting because it could potentially explain why Caleb's mom doesn't recognize him. Because maybe it's not her son, you know? Maybe he's in a different shell. Yeah, yeah. Or like Caleb mm. like actually went to war and died, maybe, and this is mm. just someone else. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's just kind of seeing if 
placing him in this uh, new storyline narrative or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. like will this Ooh. cause him to be like useful okay. to society versus their calculation that he's not going to be a benefit yeah i don't know wow dang that's crazy or maybe he was always on this path and hmm. Sorak did it to reroute him but hmm. now that dolores has come back in he's getting back on that path of like destruction and anarchy yeah because the flashbacks we get of Jesse, no, I'm, I keep getting <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Pinkman, Aaron Paul, and Caleb. I don't know his last name. Anyways, um, yeah, the flashbacks we get of uh, Caleb's character is him with Kid Cudi, <laughs> and uh, we think they went to war, but we also think oh, maybe they were like robbers or something. Yeah, you know, so like maybe he was on that path that Dolores has been putting him on, putting him on, and he mm-hmm. was kind of like just like being kind of. Um, like one of those um, vigilante type characters, then maybe he got changed. He went, he got sent to war to be a more productive member of society. And maybe he came back. And now that he's come back, Dolores is like putting him back on that path to be more of an anarchist. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But there's some questions about who he is. Yeah. And I wonder if, you know, if it's true that Caleb was somehow like experimented on by Sirach Will will that play into like Sorok's plan long term and how he's gonna deal with Dolores? Like, does he have some type of control or like can he do something to Caleb mm-hmm. um, that will help give Sorok like an upper hand or something? I d- I don't know. Mm. Sorok seems to be losing control this episode. Yeah, like, this whole episode we see a lot of frustration out of him, and we see him like showing his vulnerability. Mm. Which is kind of awkward. Like when he does it, is like when he shows anger, like he kind of <laughs> hits his fist on the table. It's like, yeah. It's like, bro, like you're not good at that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not good at showing, like, I don't know. But um, he's a great actor. But uh, yeah, it was just kind of like, hmm. It's like, oh, we're kind of seeing his, like, his, like, vulnerable side here. Yeah. Which is ironic because he has control of Rehoboam. And so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. Well, I guess uh, I think it is the beginning of this episode when he's talking to the president of some country or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess in those yeah, types of situations so. is where he's um, using Rehoboam and like he looks like he's the man in control. Yeah. Um, but now with Dolores, though, he just continually mm-hmm. is, is losing control, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll be curious to see what comes um, next episode. Uh, Dylan and I have yet to watch it. You know, we're kind of a little, we're a little bit behind, but we'll be catching up on episode six, and you know, maybe find out what's in that black bag that Caleb has. Mm-hmm. It looked like a body bag to me. Yeah, something. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was saying just last thing too, like while Caleb was getting that delivery, like Sirac and Dolores were talking. I feel like that whole conversation just kind of came out of nowhere. I'm like oh yeah. y'all, y'all like have each other's numbers now or what you know <laughs> so i was like so, some of the things are a little random in this episode mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. like srock is narrating and all of a sudden you hear him talking you don't know if he's like continue continuing to narrate or he's actually there in the room yeah. or something and he turned the camera kind of turns and it's like oh srock and dolores are in the same room yeah so and then he's like he's a hologram so i, I don't know it's it's confusing but yeah, I'm interested to see yeah where where, where it's all gonna go, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for talking it over with me, Dill. It was it was, uh, it was good to be back. You know, getting back on this uh, this pour over train. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so now it's time for our weekly segment, What's Making You Happy This Week, when we share about one thing that's been recently given, giving us energy and just those good vibes. Mm-hmm. So, Dill, what's making you happy this week? Yeah, so like we talked a little bit at the beginning of the show, I, I'm finishing up grad school. I'm going to be graduating soon. Woo! And as a, I guess, graduation gift to myself, um, I don't know if you've heard of Flair Espresso. It's like a manual okay. espresso maker. Okay, okay. Shoot. Um, but they they recently released a new a new Kickstarter because that's how they started. Um, okay. So they they have a like I I don't know if I a budget I guess or like a cheaper oh, snap. Uh, manual espresso maker that also you don't need like an espresso grinder for. Oh so wow! They describe it as like flow control kind of thing. I so I I'm, I, I I'm backed it up right their Kickstarter and I'm like, all right, this this can be graduation gift to self. <laughs> um, I I I was tempted to to look at their more expensive models, like the ones they already mm-hmm. have out in production. I was mm-hmm. like, assuming it's true, like if you don't have the right grinder, then it won't work as well for you. Uh, I feel oh, like okay. all the different things I've read about espresso, which I feel like I mentioned before, I've I've really hesitated to get into the world of espresso, mm-hmm. at least at home, because I know there's so many things that come with it. It costs a lot of money, takes a lot of time, where I wasn't sure if it was worth it. Mm-hmm. But this seems like a, a more casual kind of thing. Uh, it's called mm-hmm. the Neo. The yeah, Flare I'm looking Neo. it up right now. Yeah. So, Ooh, it looks uh, cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. And like, Cause they're some, I think there's like a hundred bucks or something. And then the other ones go like two, $300 was just like a lot more of an investment where mm-hmm. if I want that like cafe quality, like I think I can just go to a coffee shop, but this yeah. could be like maybe something that can hold me over. That's also good too. Um, yeah. Just new experimentation stuff. Yeah. So nice, yeah, man. man. Yeah. Yeah. You and your Kickstarters, man. I know. That's why I I, I hesitated a lot on that, too. <laughs> I mean, li- listeners don't know, but yeah, I, I had a Kickstarter phase, and mm-hmm. I, I I got off of that one, um, <laughs> but I was like, is this me going back? Um, but no, no. Nah, it's research purposes. Yeah, that's right. We need this for the show. Yeah, I like scrolled <laughs> back through the different uh, projects that I backed. I was like, oh, man, so many things. But, uh-huh. So yeah. you know when you might be receiving your Neo? So they said it would deliver in May. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was fast. another reason. I was like, oh, this is so fast. Like, maybe. Uh, I don't know when in May. Like, it might be delayed just because of coronavirus stuff. Sure. Yeah. But um, the projected delivery is May. So even mm. if it's not, uh, even if not, it could be like early June. But mm. So not too far from now, not too long. It's cool because I'm looking at their FAQ. They're saying that the Neo is compatible with the other accessories yeah. uh, in the Flare line. So you, you can really kind of turn yeah. this into something more if you really yeah, wanted to. So you can upgrade it um, if down the line you upgrade the grinder or something like that. Whereas this one, mm-hmm. they're saying, yeah, you can use whatever beans, whatever grinder. And then because um, it's like pressure controlled, it'll ensure a good extraction. Mm. So... It sounds a little bit to me like that thing, that attachment that you have for your AeroPress. Oh, um, the uh, Prismo? Yeah, which I know, I know you, you didn't like that one as much. And I was like, hmm, 
I, I, I wonder too <laughs> on this one, but I mean, we'll, we'll see. No, this is going to be more than, I mean, this has the whole like, like, um, pressure, like piston setup. I mean, this, yeah, this yeah, thing's yeah. going to be legit. For sure. So cool. Yeah, man. So making me happy. Uh, what, what about you? What's been going on? Um, you know, I can't really say anything specific. I think, uh, you know, like I said at the top of the show, you know, I can't really complain. I think everything is going pretty well. Checking with my family um, mm. a little bit more recently and they're doing good. So good, good. Um, yeah, I think I'm just curious how everything rolls out in the next few months. You know, yeah. number 45 was talking about phases to roll out you know with mm. society kind of you know coming back with the, the economy reopening so you know i just i just hope everything kind of um everything kind of goes well you know so anyhow that's not really a happy way to end the show <laughs> but i think life's been pretty good to me that's good i can't complain yeah 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 that's that, that's a blessing in itself you know yeah where you can say you know it's not terrible but you know it's, it's just all right so for sure cool, cool. yeah well we'll cool, uh, get back together next week talk about the next episode of westworld see what's going on with crazy dolores and, and the rest yes, sir. so yeah man talk Woo. to you then all right man this was the pour over podcast follow us on instagram at pour over underscore show to stay up to date with the pour over gang our artwork is by daniel Liu. find him on instagram at here comes daniel Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic, one word. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Peace.